Grand Sounds. Music. Brands. Hi, this is John Groves for Brand Sounds. And I'm continuing my talk with Michael Kramer from Stream. Stream is the division of TBWA that takes care of brand entertainment. And Michael was responsible for landing a hit. In this episode, I'm going to, well, actually it starts off with a monologue where I'm talking about composers. But if you go fast forward, you'll get to the juicy bit where he tells us about the record company and why they didn't take up the option for this band, even with them having a hit on their hands. Strange but true. Listen on. agree with you that the average or, or the good applied music composer would be uh, negative because I think that a good composer will have the possibility to master the handwork but also the understanding of the brand and the understanding of the intention of the music. Usually when there's not a music manager involved in the middle then you're perfectly right. Then a briefing can be very sketchy and unqualified and that is the job then of the advertising music composer to very gently influence and to advise them. But as I say, what I disagree is that the, the good advertising writers would be able to offer you the advice if you'd ask for it. Mostly it's not asked for because you are not the person we're talking to. It's usually some lady on a bicycle <laughs> that, would, that would come here and uh, would give us uh, just the opinion. Once it's been sold to the client, then it is really in stone. We can't change it. I do agree to everything you said. They, maybe I made myself a little unclear. Um, when I ask a specific music composer, a songwriter, then most of the time I ask him because I know the artist he is working with. And the artist and the way they write songs and they understand music is sometimes the driver for the film. So when I see a film and when I need to place music to that film, most of the time I already know what kind of voice I want, what kind of sound I want, what kind of uh, atmosphere lyric-wise I want. And then I go to the producers, to the songwriters I know who have the capability to, to deliver something like that or even to have who have the artist to come along with. And uh, that makes it a lot easier. Maybe that's an advantage I have because I have been in the music industry for so many years knowing almost everybody on the market. Yeah. Okay, but I think you're basically just confirming what I say. We're not disagreeing. We're saying that competent music advice is necessary. And in this case, with Stream being there for TBWA, it uh, really is fulfilling its function. By the way, saying TBWA, do you work exclusively for TBWA or would you also be able to work uh, outside? Uh, no, we don't work exclusively for TBWA, although we have a lot of wonderful clients where brand X entertainment can become part of their uh, media strategy. But we have also just acquired two new clients that have other agencies for their classics. We have done a, a deal with Dunneman, a cigar manufacturing company, and we have also done – that is – Pretty interesting because it's probably for the first time we've been working uh, with a huge concert agency. Uh, they have never ever worked with, a, with an advertising agency before. And we're consulting them in terms of uh, trend mapping, media checking, but also communication for one of their 
big shows. I mean, not artist-driven shows. Uh, it's a it's an opera story, opera in the arena, big, huge spectacle, uh, opera shows in Germany. Yeah, oh, that's very interesting. Back and we're also offering this service uh, to other advertising agencies mm -hmm. who don't have that music expertise in their own roles. Don't they feel that they are sort of coming into the camp of the enemy by somebody from the competition? Uh, the bigger ones, network agency, yes. The smaller ones, no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get back shortly to Nivea because looking at your presentation and all of the numbers on it, I mean, it's very, very impressive. It seems that you fulfilled the goal perfectly. Is this something you think that, that you can duplicate? Uh, in theory, yes. It is possible that we can duplicate the Nivea case, but in, uh, in practical, uh, we don't even want to copy it because you, we always have to see the individual needs of a brand, uh, but music, of course, and the idea what music can do for a brand, that can be some kind of a general strategy and uh, can follow a roster. How about bands and brands? I mean, you, you've built up this band around the brand. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have the potential then to really use that to break them and to and to carry them and perhaps the brand could continue to support them. But uh, it says in your information that you sent me for this interview here that Warner didn't take up their option. Uh, why would you think that is? Very interesting question we have asked ourselves many times. Uh, I would give that question back to Warners and uh, let them answer it. But my feeling is that they didn't believe in the quality and in the potential of the artist. As simple as that. But on the other hand, look where the major companies stand today, what role they play in the music market and uh, how important the independents, how important the musicians and their producers become in, in themselves. And then maybe you have another answer. And there you have it. All that glitters is not gold. Michael is a record man at heart. And I ask him in the next episode what he thinks about the trend of brands putting undiscovered talent on the web. So, see you next time on Brand Sounds. Bye. Brand Sounds. Thank you for downloading the Brand Sounds podcast. Visit us on brand-sounds.com.